everybody and welcome back to How Do You Hustle with Cami Dimitrova, a podcast where I interview comedians about their day jobs. That's right. You know, it's it's Monday and we're here and we're back. It's weekly. So we're doing it. All right. We're doing the dang thing. Um, we have a new episode, which is why I'm talking right now. Um, cool. Um, this week we have a very special guest. Her name is Jessie Roth. I mean, what a treat. She is a comedian in, you guessed it, New York. Um, spoiler alert, all of my guests live in New York, um, cause that's where I live and that's where my room is. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, I first met Jessie when we were on an improv team together and she's just, uh, absolutely been crushing it ever since in the comedy scene. She is, uh, she's a comic, she's a stand-up, she hosts a very popular mic and show called Sup, along with some other wonderful women in comedy, uh, and it's basically a comedy collective that creates space for female, queer, and gender non-conforming voices, so it's pretty freaking special, you should go to it, they have a Facebook page, you can check out when the mics are, um, they've hosted shows featuring literally all these amazing people, including Bowen Yang, Cola Scola, Joe Firestone, Larry Owens, Natasha Vainblatt. The list goes on, sheeple. Okay, it's pretty amazing. Um, so Jessie is involved with that. She's one of the founders of that. Um, and she also makes her own incredible content. She wrote like a musical comedy rap. Uh, she hosts her own one-woman show. She's just all, she's doing it all, folks. Um, and the things we talk about in this episode, so we talk about the shift from her having many part-time jobs, like she was a dog walker and an usher. She worked at TKTS booth at Times Square. She was doing all these things and running around. And then she finally recently got a regular nine to five. So she talks about how that sort of um, shifted and improved her mental health and financial stability, which uh, had a, a positive impact on her comedy, um, despite her anxieties around that. We also talk about how she values trying uh, trying new things in comedy and how she's not like committed to sort of one medium of comedy. She wants to explore other avenues, which is interesting. Um, and then we also talk about feelings of like competitiveness and jealousy in comedy and, and what it's like to navigate those feelings. And then we also dive into her background studying theater at Syracuse. So it's a pretty freaking good episode. If you ask me, um, and I'm not biased except I am. Okay, great. Without further ado, Jesse Roth. So my current day job is I am the office manager of a marketing tech company cool. in New York City. In New York City? Yeah. Get out of here. Absolutely. Flatiron District. Heard of it? Yeah. It's flat. It, there's an iron. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 88 person office. Wow. Global company. Global. She's big. Yeah. Um. And what do you, so what are your like, what are your responsibilities there? So. Um, I'm basically, you know, in charge of ordering groceries for the office, yeah. off, keeping track of office and cleaning supplies. Um, you know, I'm the receptionist, so I receive deliveries, packages, food, guests. And then I also, um, I also like have a, uh, my responsibilities have grown since I started, which is nice. Oh, cool. I, um, help, you know, with, if there's ever events in the office and we also once a month we'll have people come from different offices that uh, are new and need to be trained so I help 
with the HR team Great. in preparing that. Very cool. Very and cool. yeah, lots of, lots of little things, but the day to day is like, you know, just keeping the office running. I'm, I'm like the liaison with the, with the building, with our cleaning person. Cool. And, and is it, um, is it like a nine to five Monday through Friday situation? Yes. Great. Uh, I also, oh, also I'm an executive assistant for <laughs> someone just Excuse an added me. responsibility, but yes, it's like, I should be there around nine and then I can leave at like five. Great. Or, you know, sometimes on a Friday, four thirty. It's pretty flex. Pretty flex. Okay. Um, salaried hourly. Yes. Salary. So okay. yeah, when I started, I was a temp for six months and then I, and I was hourly and then I got hired full time salary benefits benefits it's she's crazy. she's going to the doctor she's yeah. getting her glasses <laughs> yeah. i have my own cell phone bill oh, now which yeah. is miraculous well, that is miraculous yeah um cool and how i guess um how does that fit into the life outside of the job comedy mm-hmm. do you find that this is a good fit for you right now yes well Great. so um Yes. Well, I, I don't know if you were planning on talking about like past yes, stuff. Yes, let's get but into it. But basically, so the answer, of course, is yes. This is the best job I've ever had. This mm. is it's it's about to be a year next Thursday, and it's just been it's been like I think the best year of my life so far. I don't get know it. because basically, up until then, right out of college and even before college, I was you know girl with many jobs mm-hmm. um when i f- graduated college i was ushering at a theater dog walking i've like nannied for two years but you know while i was nannying i was working at other theaters and right before this job i was at tkts in Times square um just doing line control yep and i just i had so many jobs and was still you know not making rent or you know was just freaking out about money all the time and even though I had a quote-unquote flexible schedule I wasn't using the time that I had off to really like sit down and write jokes I would just I would really try and fill my hours of the week with enough work that I could make enough money for rent sure and and then yeah do shows at night and and what I was thinking about, you know, your podcast and the word hustle also, and I don't want to, you know, discredit the podcast, but yeah. the word hustle is kind of, you know, it's meant to be like you trick someone into thinking you're bad at something or, you know, whatever, <laughs> and then you actually are good at it. Right. And I felt like, and, th- and so, yeah, this is how I've been feeling, like looking back on all these years is that like I was kind of tricking people into thinking that I was really talented or like productive when really I I, like I was just I was working very hard but not very smart okay and people would be like wow you do so much and I would hear that compliment I would hear that and not take it as a compliment or like do so much in work or in comedy I think just in general general you're like you do so much you're running around you have a backpack (laughs) and I think (laughs) I have a backpack yeah and I think that I would (laughs) used to be like would be like oh like that that's good that you know I'm doing a lot so that means that like I'm seen or whatever but I also I wasn't really happy with my quality of work in terms of like I guess specifically stand-up like when I was because I was yeah all these jobs and then would go do stand-up at night but I was never I never had time to work on my stand-up so I wasn't ever very proud of my stand-up because of your job situation because you were like running around with like trying to figure out work stuff so you felt like the quality of your comedy wasn't like up to par exactly yeah I would not really sit down and write jokes like and uh, and also my stand up was very like huh, I'm a messy young twenty something like with a million jobs and that's like what's funny I guess and now it's really not the situation I'm like 
nine to five and like you know go home and cook yes and living in the suburbs yeah no, no we're still I don't in new li- york yeah yeah <laughs> no never no never that is not factual but but yeah so it's like I used to take hustling as such a point of pride. I would be mm. like, oh, like I'm a hustler. Like everyone's, you know, everyone sees me as this girl who hustles. So obvi- like, obviously that's going to get me somewhere. But I started to realize that it wasn't. And I was, yeah, working really hard, but not getting anywhere or like a, to a place that I was super proud of. Sure. So, but this, but it, you know, at the time I wasn't looking for a, a, a nine to five. Um, I had already had one working at a certain comedy theater for a year. I did that right. as a full-time job and that didn't work for me. <laughs> okay. And then I went back to like, you know, many jobs. So I wasn't looking for that opportunity. Were, were you not looking for that opportunity? Cause you were like, I want to be this kind of person that's like hustling yeah. with a capital H. You're just like, I want to be yeah. seen as this person that's like working really hard and like trying really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, with many part-time jobs, it's like, then you are more open for possible acting work or for something else. Yes. Um, and I mean, I, I wasn't auditioning. I haven't auditioned in a while, but, um, but then, but then this job, but I also was like, I'll say yes to anything. I think right before I got this job, I was like literally filming people's comedy sets for like 20 bucks. Right. Right. Like I would just do anything. And so when this job came along, of course I was like, sure, I'll interview. And then, um, yeah, and then I just kind of like stumbled into it. And then as I, you know, e- transitioned from temp to full time, I was like, whoa, financial stability is good mm. for me and important to me. And I've gotten over, like, at first, I think I was self conscious because I was like, am I quitting comedy or like, am I quitting, you know, am I, I, you know, I, can I not hack it at this lifestyle of, a, you know, of a typical comedian? Um, cause yeah, I know so many people who are freelance and I think I was always trying to kind of be freelance. Sure. Sure. But once I got into this situation where it's like, you know, I make good money and then I also like feel fulfilled at work and I feel important and respected. Cause I also was, you know, doing these jobs where not that everyone's mean to me, but it's like, I'm just, I'm doing line control in times square right. for, I'm just standing around or like I'm ushering at a theater, I'm, you know, but to feel like. Um, you know, like I get to check in with my manager every week and they, they care about my growth and <sighs> I, and that like that stuff that I guess I didn't think I needed or didn't think I wanted or didn't think were important. Mm. And now that I have it, I'm, I feel so lucky. That is great. That's really, really great. So you feel like having work stability sort of helps with comedy because it's like you can feel like that part of your life is like safe and like locked. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's like even when I was, you know, oh, like my my shift doesn't start till 12. Like technically I could get up and write jokes. I wasn't doing that. Sure. I was trying to find, you know, money to make between 8 a.m. and 12. <laughs> and and then it just it just made everything anxious. But now, yeah, like I I do have time at work and I, I sit in front of a computer where I am jotting, you know, ideas down or I'm able to also do a lot of logistical work for comedy shows. And then also the money, like the money that I like the music video that I made, Woo-woo. I was only able to do that because I had sal- like a salary. That's great. And, and and that's like, I don't know. And just in general, I've also taken a break from stand up and just realized how I want to be working on more substantial projects that, yeah, would take, you know, money or thankfully I get PTO and like could take off work to like film something if I wanted to. That's awesome. Um, 
and and then yeah it's also a job that I can like leave at you know 5 p.m and not really think about and weekends are nice god i used to work on the weekends and right. i love a weekend now. i love a good weekend do they can you like leave during the day for stuff last minute or do, is um, it flexible in that way so or? yeah it's like i i get technically like an hour well it's not even like you have an hour to leave like i've got i've left and like gone to the gym for like an hour and a half yeah um it's mostly just about making sure that like my desk is covered and there's lots of people who um can cover my desk basically um so like i haven't left for like you know, like I could, you know, I, I guess I could, you know, get on Actors Access and, you know, do stuff. Yeah. But, but yeah, again, it, it's like, I'm just like, I think I'm at a place where because of this financial stability, I can make projects that I want to make, which yeah. is, I think for me, the way that I feel most passionate about, you know, breaking into it. So... That's awesome. That's yeah. interesting that like the way that sort of your job situation, like your, the stability in your job informed the kind of projects that you want to make as an artist, you know, yes. which, and so it's like when it was more chaotic, like your standup was more chaotic and now that exactly. you have more stability in your job, like now you want to do more longer form, like yeah. steady, steady projects. And yeah. Like standup like wise, I'm like, I feel like I'm, my life isn't really funny right now because it's <laughs> good and I'm trying to be healthy. And uh, <laughs> I mean, like I've, I've started writing stuff about that, how like, the transition or like you know it's growing up from being like uh, eating chicken wings in my bed <laughs> to like i'm using my instant pot to create a stew Ugh. um and how like even the, like it was yeah it freaked me out at first it's because i think i was like oh does this mean that i'm not right like, you know young and scrappy like then i'm just gotten old and like lazy <laughs> or i don't know but isn't that interesting how you feel i used to feel the same exact way i used yeah. to feel like i had to have like uh like a hard life to be funny yes exactly and it's like you don't because like mindy kaling talks about that she's like i was never a drug addict and like i'm funny and it's like great you know and i feel like there's this like ro very romanticized narrative especially in comedy where it's mm -hmm. like the more you struggle the funnier you are and the more you can pull from and i think that's just not exactly. true because you're like gonna burn out and like freaking like kill yourself if you keep it, doing that you exactly know I mean? and it's funny like i at the, when i got this job i wasn't at a point where i was like overwhelmed but i definitely had moments throughout where i was like you know i would just yeah always like be freaking out about money like counting every dollar that i had and then like beating myself up if i ever went out and had fun and and yeah i think um like uh, but then but i i, I realized that I I want to make a comedy that is just like funny. Like I don't <laughs> want to just make comedy out of like my struggle. Like, yeah, like, like self-deprecating or like yeah, yeah have it. Yeah, yeah. When I see that, like in other, like in stand-up and stuff, like I don't know. I just, I just think it gets old. Like I don't want to keep laughing at a person. Sure. I'd rather laugh about I think stuff that we all go through. I don't know which you know that stuff relates to it, but. Yeah, and you like will we're we'll all experience hardship again. You know, Absolutely. it's not like you're like, oh, well, I'm in the clear, like everything's fine. Exactly. But you can pull from so many other things. It's not just about like rent's hard and like I have like this weird job. I feel like there's just a lot more to pull from, and that's exciting that you're now at this point in your life as an artist and as a comedian where you can like experience that. So that's really cool. Yes. Yeah. Hello. Um. Cool. So diving a little bit into your um past, mm. I like to do a little chat about oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Um, when did you first move to New York City? So um, I went to I went to Syracuse Woo-woo. for college, and our last semester was in New York City. It was a oh. bit of an abroad experience. <laughs> sure. So January 2015 is when I moved. I like subletted in Harlem, and we did our last semester. And then I, you know, after that, I signed a lease in Washington Heights, and etc. And but I like started doing comedy in New York via like UCB. I took 201 while I was here. Very and cool. Then, and then started stand up after college after college yes. um what d- you were a theater major yeah acting acting yeah so not just theater film also a film also i guess yeah. um well so not so is that a b bfa bfa mm-hmm. okay but not musical theater no it was no. like acting and musical theater and we all got the same acting training but i did not you know get voice lessons or dance or whatever gotcha gotcha um any fun plays you did in college <gasps> oh my gosh well so i I'm I'm thankful because I had like a nice trajectory um, because we can't perform freshman year. Right. And then it was like sophomore year. I like understudied in some black box shows. Basically, my favorite thing that I did the whole four years was my first semester senior year. You can produce your own projects. There's like the department projects that you know teachers direct and then there's the black box stuff which students direct and then you can produce your own project by you know like oh I want to do it in this community area and you have to like reach out to someone to direct and that semester I did Matt and Ben by Mindy Kaling cool cool yes yes, she wrote it with her friend Brenda Withers at Dartmouth yeah and it's a two-person play two women she took it to Edinburgh right I think so or something or like they went to this festival that's how she got her office Yes. Your writing job at the office. Yes. And it's two women playing Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, you know, and they're young and they're like in their living room. And all of a sudden the script for Goodwill Hunting <laughs> falls from the ceiling. <laughs> and the whole play is them just like fighting and stuff. Cause Ben, I played Ben Affleck <gasps> is like very, like I wore like a, a sweatsuit and like a backwards cap and it's just like, let's do it. Like whatever. <laughs> and then Matt Damon is like, no, like this is wrong. And they, you know, they, it's about their friendship and stuff. And, and I got to do it with one of my really good friends, Carol. And that was, you know, my first experience, like producing something. And it was my first time doing comedy That's in college. Awesome. And I always knew that I liked comedy. And I think also around junior years when I started, I started an improv team. So it was just like a really good moment of like showing everyone and my and you know myself that like comedy is uh, the thing hello and yeah. that felt really good and it's not just comedy it's like you self-produced and like you're very you're involved Absolutely. in like many ways not just performing you're right and like that's a fun little taste of that yes which i feel right. like definitely informs who you are now as like an artist you're i feel like you're hands-on in a lot of different ways like not just yes performer I feel yeah like it was like writer you know, I got creator visionary all that stuff <laughs> <laughs> as she eats a strawberry mm. ugh decadent oh yes um and then at one point um the semester before i was like the lead in a show which was cool oh dope what show Do you it was called the good woman of Sichuan okay. by bertolt brecht um it's a it, maybe we shouldn't have done it it was about a chinese like i played a chinese prostitute oh, no. who <laughs> pretends oh, to be her no. brother in order to like do i don't know get her business off the ground but it was like i was on stage all the time at hollow lines <laughs> and that was fun <laughs> so we're gonna overlook that yeah um college was good college was good yeah. okay cool so you're so you at an early point in your college experience sort of felt like success and were you were sort of like doing well yeah like you well, weren't like the, the awkward person that never got apart yes yeah, some yeah. people you know went all four years with nothing um and like freshman year was pretty rough for me like I, it was my, you know, I was in this theater school and I did theater growing up, but 
like they they said on one of the first days like you're all the best person from your high school de- like drama department and that wasn't the case for me i like barely i didn't get into any musicals i like directed stuff and just was super into it but like didn't and it was also the only acting school that i got into out of like auditioning for like 17 wow so i came in no confidence also my like high school boyfriend dumped me halfway through no. and so it was a pretty rough like so r- a pretty rough year but I'm, but I'm thankful because each year I got more confident and I got like better roles and just like found my voice more and more. That's great. Um, so I've, I'm really thankful that like it went like that because yeah. some people, you know, may, you know, maybe sophomore year right out of the gate get leads and then maybe the next year don't and like the, you know, and that's a weird drop like exactly fall from whatever exactly race, the horse exactly the, the pedestal. Um, well, I'd love to talk about your high school experience because that's interesting that you were not really involved in theater in high school or well, you well, were. I was involved, but I wasn't like a star. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I like, um, yeah, I mean, I always did, you know, shows in like elementary school, middle school, and then high school. That was like my main extracurricular and yeah, like freshman year I auditioned for Thoroughly Modern Millie. I sang Living in America Hello. from Rent, the duet between two men. I like yeah, I didn't get into that, so I did crew duet. and then like sophomore and then we also every year would have like a senior show where seniors would um do a show and for the first like for my freshman, sophomore, junior year, it was always like two one acts and the one acts were always like adaptations of movies so freshman year it was like Willy Wonka and Alice in Wonderland and I was an Oompa Loompa and then like (laughs) sophomore year was like Edward Edward Scissorhands and James and the Giant Peach and Mm. I was in Edward Scissorhands and then junior (laughs) year though they decided to like um they they did Pride and Prejudice and I I remember being like okay I'm a junior like I really want to be Lydia Bennett. She's like the funniest part of the show. And I tried really hard and I got it. Yay! And that was very fun. Oh, that's great. Um, and, but yeah, we did shows all like through the year. And if I didn't get into them, I would just like, I was also in the play production class. So I would help produce them and was just like immersed in that. Okay. And so you were involved, like you were definitely yes. like involved in it. Be it yeah. like, and if it wasn't like the lead in thoroughly modern Millie, you were doing other yes. stuff to be a part of this thing. Yes. Yeah, so I was, th- I was thespian president, oh. uh, but that, that was separate. But I will say though, like, so, you know, it was at the end of junior year. I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to, apply to school for theater and in the fall we were doing Anne Frank and I was oh like oh my god we did Anne Frank too oh my god it's it's a good play she's oh, great god. but I was like okay well n- and also no one else in my year I think w- a few people were going we're gonna uh, try and do musical theater but I was like no one else is going for acting like this is my chance I want to be Anne Frank I'm Jewish <laughs> whatever and then I didn't get in at all no <laughs> i didn't get in, in i remember play at all yeah but of course i was like i'll still do crew <laughs> i'll still be involved but i was definitely bitter because i was like i'm going to school for this like i should get the-. it was also we had a different drama teacher that final year oh, than we had had wow. we had a drama teacher for like my sophomore and junior year who was like really passionate but like also we would stay really late to to like work on the show and make the sets really elaborate and then i think they like didn't like that so she right. got fired uh, so then the teacher the next year didn't like her um and yeah okay so so the teacher next so this is your senior year yeah and you're like crap like this is and are you already accepted into syracuse no so so this is like happening while i'm doing um like jet uh 
what was it unifieds it was yeah. where it's like you go to a giant hotel and you go in all these different rooms and then you just audition for people and oh my God. it was i remember it was definitely a nerve-wracking process and like i hadn't auditioned that much and it was like two monologues contrasting and i like didn't feel that good about many of them my nyu one was bad they like you know did a group warm-up then i did my monologues and then they have kind of a small interview where i like remember i was like i'm really interested in the playwrights horizon studio yeah i love to i love the whole process um Wait, but that, my, yeah, but my Syrac- sound bad. It's like specific answer. I know, but they didn't accept me. Well, that's but sucks for them. My Syracuse audition was like I remember leaving it because basically it's like if they work with you on your monologue, if they give you notes, like that's a good sign in your audition. Okay. Um, because usually it's like, all right, thank you. But I did my monologues and then I got yeah like notes and my my second monologue was from like a play about the Holocaust and I ended up like you know crying in the monologue like you know doing the monologue really well and like i left and i was like whoa i can barely cry on cue i can't believe that just happened i love the school i have to get in and then i remember i got in i got the email during like seventh period drama and literally like i think i stood up and was like i'm sorry i just got into my top school i have to go call my mom (laughs) yes i have to call mommy i have to and then i freaked out but i also remember being like well we'll see if I get into NYU because if I get into NYU, I'll go there. But I didn't. So I was like, okay, let's go to Syracuse. Dope. 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 Did you, um, uh, was your, what was your relationship like with your family at the time? Like in terms of their, were they like supportive of you applying to theater? Were you like nervous about doing it? Yes. Well, so I am the oldest, the eldest. Mm -hmm. And so this was our, of three. Of three. So this was like the first, I was the first to go to college. I think it was a kind of nerve wracking experience. And it was never, my parents both were never not supportive about me doing theater, but I was and I was always in AP classes in high school, but like didn't wasn't doing amazing. Like there was nothing else that I was passionate about and also really good at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think my mom was just I don't I don't remember ever expressing anything of like being nervous. I think she was just like okay. I think she was just nervous about college in general about like paying for it. Okay. And then my dad, who he like did he used to work in like in theater at the public when he lived wow. in New York and stuff. He was kind of like. Why would you pay $50,000 to go to theater school when you could just move to New York and become an actor? Interesting. And he was he was just like against the idea of me going to a very expensive school. It was it's very expensive and I think he was just like, "Well, if you want to do it, like just go and do it." But the culture especially in my high school is like you go to college. Mm-hmm. And I also was like, "I don't really know how to act totally." Like I didn't um like feel super calm i was like i need to learn so he you know was like resistant but not but you know ultimately was ultimately like, you were like yeah okay but you but it seems like you like made the decision on your own you were like i'm gonna do this yes. sort of thing like regardless yes right absolutely like if your family yeah. was like no would you have still done it yes <laughs> yeah it was between so i was and i ended up deciding between syracuse for acting or going to DePaul for theater, like theater arts. And okay. that wasn't going to really be acting. It was going to be like, you know, th- theory and like, like the th- right. writing and stuff. And DePaul was much cheaper. And so that was kind of like the, the, the decision of like, do I, you know, go with the safer option, but like maybe it's not as exciting or do I kind of go for this school that like believes in me as an actor and 
be in a lot of debt. And yeah, I don't remember. It was never a point where my parents were like, no, like you can't do this. But yeah. I think, you know, they expressed like concern on a high level, but then you were yeah. o- overall, they're like, we love you. Yeah. Um, were you ever like worried about studying something that like is on the riskier side versus <laughs> like having like a major that's like, I studied econ, even though we all know no matter what you study in college, it doesn't matter exactly. unless you're yeah. like a doctor or a lawyer, but even then you have to go to like post oh whatever. God. Yeah. So much school. There's so much school. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think that was my thing is I was kind of like, I don't know what else I would do. Um, and kind of in like a good way, you know, like, wow, I really love this, but also was like, I'm not good at anything else. <laughs> I feel like that's not true. But yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, oh yeah. Or I mean, but I just like probably true, but I yeah. hadn't. Yeah, I just I had no idea what else to do. And I think there were times like after my freshman year, or like during my freshman year, I had some like complications with like my loans and stuff and finances, and I almost wasn't gonna go back, oh, sure. and that was a little terrifying. And yeah, it just um, but and there was throughout the all all four years, you know, whatever we'd have like a guest speaker. You know, there was a lot of talk of like. If you have a plan B, like just do that. Or like yes. if there's something else that you think you could be doing, go do that. And I never, I always be like, nope, there's nothing else I can do. I love this. So yeah. can I ask, where does the chutzpah come from? Where does the, uh, where does like the passion for this come from? Do you know? Um, I don't know. It's like, my, it's not that my parents aren't passionate. My dad is, yeah, he's more artistic. So he definitely is very passionate. But my mom is a real estate agent and they're both, they're both um, just like strong personality. They're both like just so New York. Like I grew up in LA, but they're both from, my mom's from Brooklyn and my dad's from Queens and they just yes. always had like that kind of energy. And um, even though we were living in like a very white suburb in Los Angeles, like I, they still had that kind of like sensibility and I don't know. It just like, it was my only, I mean, I did karate for a second in like <laughs> kindergarten, but like it was That's really my, it. <laughs> yeah, it was really my only hobby growing up. And do you remember like how you even got into it or like, I don't know. Well, the first um, thing I ever did was a production of super diaper baby, which oh. is a spinoff of captain underpants Hello. in like a kid's backyard. And that was like, and that was like thrown, it was like kids in the neighborhood and it was directed by, this woman, uh, Nancy, I forget her last name, but she used to like do theater and like was one of those. And yeah. And then I think it was, I don't, you know, it's like, I don't even remember. And that, you know, means that it's real, you yeah. know, when you don't, and you're like, Oh, I don't remember when I started. Like, or like, I, I never, I did have a moment in college and junior year where I was like, okay, I think I want to pursue comedy, which is a little bit different than act or like than theater. Yes. I remember that moment, but like, I don't Yeah. It just like there never I felt was a moment where, where I like actively was like, OK, I think I'm going to try theater now. Right. Like my high school boyfriend, he like, you know, stumbled into an audition our sophomore year and then got cast in the play. And then he did, you know, shows with me the rest of the four years. No, no, not for me. No, it just was sort of always a part of you. And yeah. that felt like just who you were. Yeah. Always. That yeah. is so cool. I was like, you know, a little girl who was like dancing on the table in the backyard <laughs> when I was younger being like, look at me, look at me. <laughs> and like would stand in front of the TV and dance to the Nutcracker. So, there you go. yeah. 
Yeah. So it was always a part of you. Um, nice. yeah. And that's amazing that you were just like sort of fearless throughout this whole process. And you were just like, Oh, like, no, not fearless, well, not fearless. Well, fearless in the sense where you were like, I'm, I want to like study this. I want to commit to this. I yes. feel like you have, like, there was a sense of like, I'm going to commit yes, in a yes. serious way to this. And yes. Of course. And like I was were, afraid, but right. I think I never, for me, like, fear always propels me to act mm. rather than to not act you know Get some people it. like you know like their anxiety prevents them from doing anything and i'm like it, it, for me i'm like ah, i'll do it so wow yeah god that is a special special i feel like mindset to have um because i think yeah i think i can i definitely identify with fear being like uh making me feel mm-hmm. like inactive for sure yeah, especially yeah. when i was younger i'm like i'm scared <laughs> like you know and nobody else was like making me feel that way as my own stuff mm. but um okay so college happens and then junior mm. year you said you you can define the moment where you were like comedy I, yes i for, i mean i think it was that summer before senior year i took 101 at, in la i took like an intensive but i think it was then that i started like watching stand-up specials or just exposing myself to comedy besides and i think i always liked comedy but i think i was like oh stand-up and like an improv and do you remember how you got like how you became aware of those things or well the first stand-up special i ever saw was when i when i younger we used to watch it all the time was ellen degeneres and her special i think was called like in the beginning and it's so good Mm. it's like she does a lot of yeah she just is very physical like does a lot of like act outs and i remember like that was definitely one of the first stand-up things i saw but i think junior year maybe is when like amy schumer i think was like becoming a thing mm-hmm. and i just started being exposed to more i think it was most it was honestly improv that first like caught my attention right because i would i used to go to ucb shows in los angeles um like at the starting in like high school i had um some guy friends from summer camp who like just love were very like punk and like loved ucb and would we would go to shows and i was just in love with like the effortlessness because i think i was like i was like i I feel like i'm funny the most when i'm not trying or whatever Mm -hmm. or like I, I, I feel very funny in natural situations. So I think improv really appealed to me because I was like, oh, like they look just totally relaxed. Like I could do that. And that looks so fun and smart. Yes. And then I think, and then my senior year, the semester before we went to New York, I um, made a poster for a show. It was called Just Jesse. <laughs> and it's like, a someone took a picture of me. Like, and I invite, it was in the large dance studio. And I invited people to come listen to me read off an ipad every like comedic idea i had thought of oh like, my god there's no full jokes like it was like I, I i think i still have the video somewhere but and my friend filmed it yeah my friend filmed it and like i it, i invited people and i ended up talking for like an hour but a lot of it was like okay what's next on the list? <laughs> um but what else what else but yes and then i was like okay we're going to new york we're gonna continue ucb and then we're gonna hit the mics and then we're gonna hit the mics and we're gonna hustle yeah um when um uh you so you came to new york and did ucb you did all the improv yes yes i did 201 like while i was there and then i think 
or like while that semester and then I think I like did 301 and 401 that year or something I I, I also then was like listening to like the UCB long form thing. And I was I like, loved. I was like, I want to go through the levels. Like some people just go through the levels. I know. Um, I listened to Aaron Jackson's episode. I think like three times. I was yes. like, Ugh, yeah, I, I really that. loved it. I was just yeah. like, I was like, I want all of this around me yes. all the time. Yes. And yeah, I took three hundred one and four hundred one. And I think, and then it was like the next year that I took like sketch one hundred one and like character one hundred one and like an ash and started like just I was like I want to do all the classes. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. And then so when you did when you did like had exposure to all those things, mm-hmm. what was your trajectory like or your relationship like to those things? So maybe starting mm-hmm. with improv, like you did the whole program, you took yes. an ash, like we're in the advanced space now. Yes. Are we auditioning for Lloyd? Are we wanting yeah, uh, to yes. be so, you know, like Yes. <laughs> I was like really into U C B at for like really hard. And also while I was still taking classes, I was like starting to go to my first mics and stuff. And and this is like my whole thing is I like I used to just be like, I wanna try everything. I wanna be good at sketch, I wanna be good at characters, I wanna be good at improv and stand up. All mm. of it. I'm gonna try it all, whatever comes my way. Um and and yeah, and then like listening to that podcast and like I've always loved U C B I was like I I think also when I got to the advanced level I was like I'm good enough to get on a team. Like, um, even though that first Ash that you were in, I was like intimidated AF by people, but and that first, I remember, yeah, auditioning for Lloyd as soon as I could. I think I've only auditioned twice. Haven't been called back, but like audition. What's nice is that like, I think I'd been used to like auditioning and stuff enough that like rejection didn't like get me down as much as I saw it get other people down that's I think. great like and why do you think i just do i do want to dive into that because yeah. why do you think that is it's just exposure to auditions and like doing yes. it a lot yeah i think because in college we would always have an odd it was like it was called generals so at the beginning of every semester you would basically audition for all of the directors of all the projects you would have to yeah usually do like two monologues or something or like a cut of something and and then, like, after that, you it'll be, like, a list of callbacks for dif- different shows. So you can get called back for one show or, like, all of them. Right. And just that whole four years, I mean, it wasn't miserable, but it was a lot of, like, competition and auditioning and re- and lots of little rejections, like, every day, you know? Sure. Like doing a scene and, like, oh, that wasn't that good. And and so I think I, like, stra- I, my shell hardened in a good way. And, like, got, I was, like, you know, they they were they were very big on, like, you know, you know get through the nose to get to the yes and like rejection is like not about you it's just you know all these uh, things that i were instilled in me so then when it came to like improv stuff i was like oh that like that's okay like there's a lot of people that like i think also just the fact of like there's a lot of people doing something you know only a few parts and i remember like you know here you know people (laughs) used to get real bitter (laughs) about or they used to weigh more like you know just about not getting callbacks and stuff and i was just very thankful that i was like this is okay. And I think also because I was still pursuing a bunch of other stuff that like a rejection there like didn't matter You're like, as uh, much. All, uh, all my eggs are not in the basket. Yeah. Or not in the improv basket. They're exactly. scattered throughout. Yes. Um, great. Okay. So like brushing it off your shoulder, like no yeah. sweat off your back. Great, great, great. Um, and you're still at that point. So you're auditioning but for Lloyd and doing improv, but you're mm. also like doing stand up. You're doing mics. You're taking a character class. You're taking a sketch yes. class. And we also had so our indie team around And we had, time. we were on babies together. Shout out to babies. <laughs> oh my God, the best. Yeah. Just Stephen like Kelly, Stephen Buckley, Buckley, Peter Johnston, Katie Hoffman, Spencer, Spencer Campbell. Campbell. 
and was that it i think that was and yeah, then yeah. Me and you. yeah 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 right? three girls anyways three it was a stacked yeah. we were legendary <laughs> anyways we were legends we had a show at the pit underground yeah. um that's the thing is also yeah. i was doing so much but then i would like be doing too much and like have to quit things and yes you know i i my mind i you know am way more like yeah do it all and then like and then i would feel bad but now i'm more like thinking it through beforehand let me not commit too much and let me you know make sure i'm aware of my load yeah um, do you think also that's and can I, how old are you now 26 you're 26 okay so you were like relatively young doing this stuff too yes so i feel like maybe part of it too is like as you get older you're like oh i'm gonna slow down yeah maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, I'm like fr- I'm starting. To, I'm friends with like a lot of younger people now who are like 24, which is only two years younger. But I'm just there's seeing a difference. Though there is a difference. It's the 25. It's it's, the, it's uh, under 25 and over 25. I, I think really it's think when so. you yeah, it's, you know, it's a different because you're closer to 30. Yeah, you know, and then that's exactly. The I'm I'm um, on my way. Yeah, and I think I also yeah like part of like hustling. I was also like I'm young. I'm like young and I'm doing all this stuff. Like so, so that's cool. And now I'm like okay, I'm older and i want to travel i've never traveled anywhere yeah, but and to like explore. blah 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 important things right um cool so jumping quickly back to how did you decide to you don't do improv anymore right or do you or no. rarely no okay I, like it, it was it's hard for me to like fully give up i like was doing you know <laughs> mashup shows for a while and then i was like I'm done. These here. Are, I'm not. Yeah, but, but <laughs> well, I did. Um, I did Jews versus Christians Hello. cage match. Who won? The Jews. Mazel. Second year in a row. So it's like I'm not like no, I won't do improv, but um, in terms of like, it's well, not like your main priority. The thing that you're like sort of. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel confident enough that about like my knowledge of it that like if I were you know to uh, be asked to like do something kind of high level or something that I would you know I'd be like okay let's do it yeah and like um I've acted in a few sketch 301 shows now I'm about to do my third and apparently now if you do three you can get a free class <gasps> so I'm like okay oh. I, I'm in the academy till April I'll go into an ASP wait that's great I didn't if know I that can. oh yeah. well shout I out I think it's a new thing okay if you do three sketch if you act in three sketch 301 shows you get a free class oh my god is everyone <laughs> hearing this this is yeah. great um cool well i guess my point being like you um it seems like there's this uh there's this like adaptability and flexibility to the way you um approach things i I think like just based off of what you're saying so i think it's it's cool that you're not like this or bust like just sort of like narrow you're just like this is the thing and only the thing where you're like i like comedy and like i like playing with stuff and seeing what sticks and if something isn't working out maybe i'll adjust and like adapt to something else. yes i used to be way more like okay I need to uh, get, you know, I needed to get good at characters, like, so blah, blah, blah. Like, I need to, you know, still be doing improv because that's that could always lead to something. And now I'm trying to lead more with, like, what am I actually interested in? And what is, like, you know, if an idea comes in my head that is related to, like, improv or something, I wouldn't, like, shut it out. I'd be like, ooh, fun idea. But, um, but yeah, I'm just, like, trying to follow the inspiration more rather than force myself to hit certain milestones or a lot of it like I was doing I didn't realize how much I was just doing things to like be seen as doing those Mm. things like and then you know I someone like would do a character show and I'd be like well why wasn't I asked to be on it like I do characters right but 
you know that's interesting do you want to dive into that a little bit about like Mm -hmm. do you feel this sense of like competitiveness or like Mm -hmm. like sense of like jealousy and all that stuff I know I certainly was very competitive and always comparing myself to people and being like I'm not enough I'm not enough and Mm -hmm. also the booking would be like why can't I do that and like yeah but at the same time, I was like never putting myself out there before. But yeah. Um, but well, so I, it's way more, or it was way more when I was younger. And I don't think I was active. Like it wasn't at the forefront of my mind. But like jealousy is definitely was like there, mm-hmm. and competitiveness was there. Even though I don't think I was outright like trying to compete with certain people. But you know, yeah, it's like you're, at, you're like book me on your shows, and like you're asking to be put on shows, and and I st- and so I've been like actively not pursuing stand-up like not going to mics and not asking to be on shows because i'm not i haven't been inspired to write stand-up lately oh interesting uh, how long have you been on the download with stand-up i would say since like last october last october it was like november you know thanksgiving i went home and i like didn't do it and then the holidays i was like i'm just gonna enjoy the holidays great and then i think in the new year i was like okay like i have i had been doing also the same set for a while and I was just tired of doing it, but so I feel good about it. Like, even though there's moments where I still see like a lineup and I'm like, why am I Mm -hmm. like, why wasn't I asked or like, oh, like this person's always booking. But lately I've been feeling less competitive and less jealous and more and more secure (laughs) with my decisions. And it's been really nice because, yeah, like talking to younger people who are just starting out who like I think. I have friends who, yeah, kind of confide in me and say things like, oh, like this person always gets booked or like, I feel like my set wasn't good and like I, whatever. And it's just nice to be on the other side and just to feel a little wiser. But I don't want to be condescending. I still uh, have a lot to learn, like to grow. And, and also I've always said that like with comedy, I'm in it for the long run. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not as attached to these like short term results as I was and I trust that you know I will be inspired to do stand-up and when I do like I'll feel good about it and even though yeah like I'm taking a break I haven't quit yeah um and like whatever I do next will be what I wanted to do that is awesome that is so (laughs) so great follow your heart follow the inspiration there's no like all these outside metrics that like seem great yeah like no no you do not have to follow um i only recently have been realizing all this like in the past like a few months or something and that's okay i feel like you have to experience it on your own everyone has their own way of realizing that like all these things that we think are like benchmarks in this industry are actually just like not at all and it's about like following what makes you happy and brings you joy um i think i also don't know yes. but and what's nice is that like i didn't have like a breaking point like nothing traumatic happened <laughs> where i was like you know whoa it it, it kind of just happened like naturally which is nice but it had it been a result of me like saying saying things like you know oh like i need i need to meet people outside of comedy like it's i'm too ingrained and i'm too obsessed with it i'm not paying attention to my health and to finally like have things kind of fall into place feels nice that's so wonderful jesse i'm really happy for you that's really really cool um uh dope i feel like it's it's worth like calling out i think um how i feel like your um role in the comedy community is also one of like i feel like you are a 
not only like a leader in a sense because of like sup and all of that like i feel like mm. that's cultivated this like incredible community for women uh for non-binary for all these like incredible voices mm-hmm. that need to be heard um so that's like i feel like a leadership role that you have and you also it's also like one of like alt i feel like because you do mm-hmm. i've seen you do dances yes. at stand-up shows yes um i've seen you do like your own one woman show where you're like performing all these really cool like there's some some have like visual effects some have like yes. you know um these like alti monologues in them so i feel like you're not one to be like set up punchline <laughs> i know but i've always like um, wished i could you well, i've seen you do that too but you're also like you do like music videos and you write songs like i feel like you have this like pretty um vast like um artistic you know repertoire rep- repertoire <laughs> yeah no, um yes. <laughs> no yes 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 no, no. um yes. are you crying no, <laughs> you're being too nice no 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 but it, like yeah i feel like that's um it, would you say that this is true or or where does that sort of come from well i think you know it's like there's two sides of it it's one me i think as you know trying to try all these things um and see what is i'm good at um and see what like is the thing that works um so it's a little bit like i think not like superficial but like yeah me just trying to be like i'm different or whatever but but also like there's i just again i'm like surrounded by comedians and there is like a for me, I'm like, I, I just want to do something different. And then also it's like, yeah, being on these variety shows, I kind of think of the audience. I'm like, I don't think they want to see, you know, stand up after stand up. And like, so in terms of like crafting my own show, I'm like, variety is really important to me. And, you know, doing something different and, um, you know, and all, uh, and I always have, I've been saying, and I think I will continue to say about how like, I've been wanting to bring more of my acting training and more theatricality into my stand-up because mm-hmm. when I was first starting, it was like, <laughs> I went on this awful Tinder date. Right. And I'm just like, I'm just bored of it. And when I see it, I'm bored of it. And so, like, trying to, yeah, just, like, do something different, I guess. Not just for the sake of doing something different, but but also, like, you know, that, that music video, that song, like, just... that just like came to me like that hook or whatever yeah and um i you know appreciated myself like not um casting away like any dumb idea and i mean now i have to like you know watch myself a little bit of like like i have friends who will say something funny and i'll be like that's really good and i think a year ago it would have been like let's make it but now i have to be like you know no (laughs) like that's okay if we don't yeah we don't have to make that (laughs) but but also it's like yeah like a lot of my idea like it just like i when i made that like green light recreation video or whatever that was just for me like i wasn't trying to like be like ooh, i'm so cool i think i just saw the music video was like i want to do that yeah let me try it and do it so what was the question (laughs) that that was i don't know that was the right answer I don't know. I'm just trying to, yeah. Just trying to do it, And then, man. I mean, in terms of, like, leadership, like, SUP, to be honest, we started because we wanted better mics to go to. That's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. <laughs> yeah, I, like, started out going to mics in Manhattan, like, all dudes, <laughs> and... Dudes um, in comedy? No. Yeah. But, yeah, but I've never... I've say. never... I think it's, like, bad. Not bad. I just think it's, like, fake to be, like, let's let's do something alt, like... Right. To like start from that place of like something alternative, something that no one's ever seen before. But 
the, I do have elements of that where I'm like, okay, what, what is the norm and how can we like flip it? But well, yeah, it's not forced. Cause you're just like, Hey, I want to create a space that's like cool for people that are never literally represented and like feel yeah. like they're can't go to other mics and feel like safe and heard and all that stuff. And that's not like trying yes. to be all that's just being like, Hey, we want to like help here. Yes. Which I think is awesome. And I think that's why probably SUP just gained this like organic like community. It's because like people were attracted to that idea. Also the name is, is like dope. <laughs> and what's nice is like a lot, like to be honest, a lot of the mics that are in Brooklyn that you see, are started by people who first started at SUP. Oh, so yep. <laughs> I like that, yeah, that it's, like, empowered people to lead for themselves. Yeah, that's great. That's what you want. You want yeah. You want to cultivate communities like that and yeah. have that grow and, like... Yeah, I've never been like, I want to be the leader of something. It just kind of happens. It just kind of happen. Yeah, I feel like from working with you, you definitely have, like, this incredible work ethic, I will say. Like, you're so good at following up. You're so good at, like... <laughs> Yeah, your follow through is insane. You're just like, this is what's up. Like we're get, like from like start to like execution to like the final moment. I feel like you are like, let's get like let's get it let's done. Let's go. Let's yeah. fucking go. Where do you think that like tr- that like sense of like follow through and just like being like organized and like e- like mm-hmm. your d- logistics game is on point, <laughs> which I feel like is hard for some creatives. Yes, uh, it's hard. Well, it's like produ- <laughs> pro- people don't understand that like producing a show. And host like producing is different than hosting. That's why I think there's way more producers of comedy shows now, mm-hmm. um, because it's like producing is like not as fun as hosting. Right. But to answer your question, I mean, and I think this is me just being self conscious. Like my first thought or to answer is like it's driven by my anxiety and like fear <laughs> of you know not getting anything done. But and there is that there. But I think. I don't know. I just think the the process. I really like the process. Mm-hmm. At school, yeah, we really learned to like love the process, and I love to collaborate, and I love to like. I d- I'm trying to do it less because like, uh, because I do want to focus on like my own stuff more. But I love like seeing some something that someone else does that I like am obsessed with, and I'm like, we like we need to work to get like I want to. I just want to make this happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I also um, think I'm just thinking of that Ira Glass quote where it's about like making a lot of shit and like, you know, just, yeah, I just, the taste quote where it's like you have good taste, but you can't necessarily get to the execution until you like do it a bunch. Yeah. And like my, you know, (laughs) my show, like like, the, the mess, which is all about like throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks. I'm like, yeah, because I've had like lots of like little ideas or things I've initiated with people that haven't gone anywhere and it's okay. And like to not be so precious with the, the ideas and not be disappointed that something doesn't happen. And yeah, I think it's more just like curiosity also of like where can this go? For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, cool. So in terms of um as we wrap up here, <laughs> oh my god, time sure flies. Um, cool. So, um, when you have days that are a little bit harder, maybe, mm. cause we're, yes, we're inspired, we're doing it, we're creative, la da la da la yeah. Um, but when you have harder days and you're just sort of like, what am I literally chasing? Um, yeah. what do you sort of do to help? Like, do you have like a, do you have like a, are you like, do you mm. get your nails done? You know, you go see a movie. Like, how do you sort of cope mm. with, with the stress sometimes that comes with like chasing this career? Yeah, I think, well, honestly, like at the end of the day when I feel like I, I mean, besides work, I feel like I've just been thinking about myself all day. 
I will <laughs> like or just you know that stuff I, I think I, I really love TV and movies like yeah. not just because I like want to make them and but I think you know just like distra- you know distracting yourself with a good story yeah I'm trying to read more but yeah I think it's really like I just will go into like I'll just watch something else that someone someone else did because usually sh- like either I'll get inspired or like it'll be well if it's bad I won't watch it but like yeah usually I feel like inspired by seeing more things that I want to make and, or like yeah getting more influences um I also really love the book Steal Like an Artist yes, if they you know the book I and yeah that. yes and it's like I just feel like I just want to keep like ingesting things so that like and I just love the idea of like you know all your influences like you are making all of your influences but you're combining them so it's automatically different yes because i think it's so easy to um be like well every i'm doing the same thing as everyone else or like what i'm doing isn't very special or like whatever and for me just like getting like discovering more things i like i also love music too like music i feel like is great for relieving my anxiety because it's like not comedy it's beautiful art Mm. that i can appreciate and not be like well i'm trying to do that right too or like because yeah like going to comedy shows uh that don't help (laughs) certainly well i know i like i feel like people who don't do comedy are like i'll go to a comedy show to laugh and i'm like that's the place where i feel the most stressed out yeah it's also a show that i'm not in but i still am like Okay, well, I don't, yeah, like, I, you know, I still am thinking right. about myself. But I think, like, music mm. and other art. Yes. Mm. Yes. Um, and uh, did you have, what about, like, your, where where is Jessie in the future? Like, what is she up to, you know? Yes. And, like, you know, no pressure here because it's hard sometimes. I, I don't like being asked this. But, like, you know, mm. if it's something you think about, she can share. Yes. I think, like, I've uh, had this, like, secret desire to, like, write a movie like for years and years and years and i've had i have like 40 pages of one thing wow. 60 pages of like i have all this like ideas but i've never actually like done the work of like forming it and edi- i really hate editing and that's my goal for this year is to like look look at those projects and like i'm working on a pilot with my friend tim who i've made videos with before it's so i'm really just about like putting in work uh, maybe putting in like work for a long time before there's a result um yeah it's just like uh, so I have a pilot and then yeah to maybe make some headway with like a pilot of my own and maybe a feature of my own and yeah and my and my main goal for this year just is like to be happy yeah. and to enjoy what I have because I think yeah last two years was just like work 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 but yeah, to just follow the ideas. So like I have little things and stuff that like are coming up or that I have ideas for. But the main thing is, yeah, like to start writing some longer form projects and like really, you know, practice patience with stuff. Because I also, yeah, it's like with stand up, it's like you can get up and get up and like that helps with my impatience because I'm like, oh, well, I'm doing a show. But yes, that's great. That's Thank really you. great. Um, well, I can't wait to see your movie because <laughs> you're, I know you're going to get it done and I know you're going to make it and I know it's going to be great. Um, <laughs> just filled me with 
excitement yeah and anxiety. <laughs> well it's gonna be great um cool and then last thing here is um if for someone who is like just starting out you did mention that you do talk to the you know the budding mm. the budding uh generation mm. um people who are just starting out yeah like what kind of stuff would you say to someone who's nervous about trying this or doesn't know i feel like it's tricky to know what kind of job to have while you pursue this because you're like well if i have a nine to five well i have time to and like you just get I wrapped know. in this whole thing so what's your advice to someone like that yeah well like you know i'm thinking of like what what's the advice i would give myself when i was younger but and i started to think like you know don't do all this stuff like don't you know run yourself ragged but i also don't regret like doing that i'm glad that i did it because i think i'm way more appreciative of where i am now so i think i would say like just follow your inspiration i think for first and foremost rather than like doing something like I think just like to check in with your motivation behind something is important something I wish I had done more of like are you doing this are you producing this show because you're excited about the idea or are you producing this show because you think you have to produce a show Mm -hmm. and and like comparison of course is like the death and and then in terms of jobs like I don't know because now I'm at a place where like when I hear people complain about their jobs I'm like then don't work there (laughs) like I don't know like I'm like I just don't think anyone should be miserable if they're spending a lot of their time there but and yeah so I think like yeah to like you know do maybe do pros and cons for your job but also like you know I have friends who like would net like I I used to clean apartments like I've cleaned apartments and like I do have I know people who would like never do something like that because they're like oh I you know like they're so I I don't know I also would say like don't be afraid to like you know be be humble and just like do a kind of a bad job no I don't know what I'm (laughs) saying I just think like I don't know I because for me it's I was very like just focused on like the now I would also stress about the future but like I think I didn't think about like long-term effects of like being at a job that I didn't like I think it just it matters your happiness at a job even though you think it doesn't even though you think like okay well this pays or whatever but like if you're really unhappy that's it's not gonna be good for you it's not gonna be good for you because you're it turns out a whole person and like what happens for eight hours to you during a day impacts what's gonna happen to you in your second life for the rest of the day yes so it's cool that you sort of um have come to this like really beautiful conclusion yeah yeah (laughs) um cool anything else you want to add like about you know like if you want to promo stuff or if you want to just talk about any like anything else or any like final words (gasps) oh my gosh well Uh, yeah i feel like i've given so much good advice you have (laughs) i don't know i don't know you have you have it's also yeah it's such a weird experience it's like i'm you know i feel yeah like grown up and like i'm giving advice but i'm also like hearing my advice and um, you could follow me on Twitter and Instagram yes. at Messy Roth, M-E-S-S-Y-R-O-T-H. I don't care that much about followers, but I'd love some <laughs> more. Um, and yeah, also it's like, God, like social media and comedy is like a whole other like mess. I feel like, you know, there's people who are like, they're so funny, but I'm like, they've literally never left their house or whatever. You know, that's not true. But <laughs> I don't know. There's, and there's just, and there's different ways to be funny also. Yeah. I think I've always loved like all the different forms of comedy and have wanted to explore that. But I think, uh, yeah, it just, yeah. 
It's a lot. I'm exhausted by I myself. Know. It's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot. But we're, you no, know, I we're out here and yeah. I feel like we're, you're doing amazing things and I just can't wait to see what's in store. Oh, you yeah. too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm very great. I love this conversation. Like I, like I said, I was thinking about it a lot beforehand and I'm just happy that you've been part of my journey in oh some God. way. We're holding hands. And that, you know, we used to do see each other way more, we but do. we don't, but it's okay. And that's okay. Cause because I might be from afar. Also, Cami is in a music video that I created. <laughs> so if you want to look me up on YouTube, I'd always love more views on that. What's the thing? Yeah, that video is always relevant. So I'm always kind of trying to plug it and kind of make it go viral. Watch all of her stuff. She's on Instagram. I, mean, I do a plug at the end, but why don't okay. we just do a double plug? Um, double plug. <laughs> double plug. Double plug. Double, but yeah, we'll do we'll do plug at the end too. Okay. But yeah, watch all the things and support. And it's very important to do that and lift each other up, or everyone up which is good yeah. um jesse it's been a freaking pleasure oh my god thank the biggest. you oh, the biggest thank you so much jesse roth everybody i mean what a gem right a real gem i know we plugged some stuff at the end of the episode when we were talking uh together but why not plug some more you know why not just promote the heck out of each other because we're all trying to do this crap okay so you can follow jesse on instagram and twitter she has the same username all right the same one it's messy roth on instagram and twitter she's also on the youtubes if you search for jesse roth you can watch all of her amazing videos there that she's done collaboratively that she's done solo you can see it all so follow her stuff like her stuff watch her stuff go to the shows she's doing and support 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 um, you can also follow and subscribe to this podcast. How do you hustle with Cami Dimitrova? It's a weekly podcast. It, uh, it is, uh, premiering or airing on Mondays, you know, whatever you want to call that. Um, it, it launches on Mondays. So, um, yeah, if you like it, just tell other people about it. And so they can listen to it too. Cool. All right. Well, have a great week. Bye.